So all of us are kind of, well, I'm in my late 20s, like you girls are in your early 30s. So one thing we kind of wanted to talk... Shots fired, Annie. Yeah, bloody hell. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have to say that. That's completely irrelevant information there. (laughs) Welcome to Life and Laughter with Annie and Holly. This week we're talking to one of our friends who is not only our biggest motivator but the most positive person we've ever met. She lives in Dubai and has clients all over the globe. It's one of our favourite fitness coaches, Jo Farah. We're so excited to have you on this week's episode, Jo. How are you? I'm great, thanks girls. Happy um, (laughs) happy March. Can't believe it's March now. Time is flying. I know. My birthday month as well. Yay! Celebrations all round. So how is everything with you, Joe? What's going on? Everything is good. Yeah, busy. Busy bee, which is good. I feel like people always ask, like, in fitness people, everyone's like, oh, are you busy? Are you busy? Are you busy? And it's like, yeah, I am. And which is great. Um, but I think, like, I thought this year that January was going to be a lot busier than it was. Um, last year, like, my January was really, really busy. And I feel like this year, I don't know whether this is just, like, across the globe or in fitness or whatever, but people actually have quite a lot of their own motivation in January. So everyone's like, oh yeah, any PTs, any fitness people are going to be super busy in January because everyone's like new year, new me. But this year I felt like so many people kind of, my February has been so much busier because what happens at the start of the year is everyone's got quite a lot of natural motivation. Like those first few weeks of January, you've got new year's resolutions. People are like, yeah, I can do this. And then it gets to like the third week in January and they're like, so I feel like February has been manic for me which has been good but yeah all all is good Joe, I need your help I'm not motivated at all at the moment I don't know why how do I get motivated stuck in quarantine that's why Annie (laughs) (laughs) stuck in the UK which do you know what has such a big impact honestly I've been here for about three weeks now and it's so weird because your whole life just adjusts, it just changes in terms of like in Dubai, and I love the UK, I'm not dissing it at all, but in Dubai you've got the sunshine, you can go out for walks, whereas yeah. here it's just so different and I think that's different why I'm, lifestyle. Yeah, I'm just not motivated, I don't have a gym and I know I'm just making excuses but help. <laughs> it's just routine as well though, isn't it? I feel like people underestimate like how much their environment has an impact on what they do. It's like people in Dubai actually probably struggle to get like steps in harder than people in the UK because the UK is built for walking. Like you can go on, you know, there's probably a bit more countryside. It's kind of, it's built for walkers. Whereas in Dubai, unless you're in a certain area, like yes, you can walk around the marina and you can walk around the marina until your heart's content, but you can't walk from like one area to the next. Like you can't really walk from the marina to JLT properly, really. It's, it makes it a little bit harder. And for you at the moment, like you're just out of your routine. Um, and because that's kind of like dragged on your habits have gotten like all your triggers which you have at home and you have your set routine when you're in Dubai they're not there at the moment because you work in different hours you've got different surroundings and your environment's changed so one like never rely on motivation it's always my biggest thing like motivation is absolute bullshit like it's never going to be reliable it's going to come and it's going to go but that's why having things that are set in stone like having your habits in place and having triggers that you can fall back on when your environment might change is always a good place to be and this might sound a bit stupid Joe, but for an example because you're always told to be like motivate 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 like I see quotes like Instagram is like I don't know what the hell I've been searching but it's a bit of like a self-help platform <laughs> at the moment <laughs> it's, quite, it. it's quite concerning <laughs> but like for an example what would be like your habits say for instance like if it's not a case of motivations like what would be your fallback plan Say so if change was to come your way, like Annie's been really yeah. challenged with change. She's been stuck in the UK. She's had to work yeah. from the UK. She's had to do everything remotely. I mean, she can't go to the gym. Like if that was to happen to you, like what, what would be your advice for someone? Definitely. I think one, like planning ahead. So for instance, like if we were to re- rewind the clock back now, Annie gets to the UK, she does her thing. And to kind of set non-negotiables whilst you're there, but be realistic as well. Like I know you've been there longer than you kind of expected to, but if you're going somewhere and you're going to be out of your current situation, you don't have access to a gym, planning is massive, is really, really important. So at the start being like, okay, what do I want out of this? Is this a week where I'm just going to relax and kind of, and do what I please? And if that's what you choose, be okay with your actions. Like I always bang on about like owning your actions rather than kind of looking back and be like, oh, I wish I'd done this. So at the start, I would say, 
set your expectations of what you want to get out of it. What are your non-negotiables? Say, for instance, in like in Dubai, someone's working out four times a week and doing X amount of steps and eating in a kind of a well-balanced way. Being like, okay, I'm going to be in, in England for a, a little, a few weeks. I don't have access to a gym, but what can I do? Rather than focus on what you can't do, focus on, okay, what can I do? What are my non-negotiables? And make them lower, make them easier than they would be when you're in your like regular environment. So say for instance, you're used to going on two walks a day. You're like, okay, do you know what? I'm going to set myself a walk a day. I'm going to set myself a little morning stretching routine and have that structure rather than just kind of winging it. Like winging it, we're always going to resort back to our feelings and emotions. And if we just do things when we feel like it, it's going to be here, there and everywhere. So I would say set non-negotiables, but make them like minimum. Yeah, you might end up doing two walks a day, but set them at the lowest barrier to make them easier than what you think you can do. Um, have a structure to have a plan, um, like at the start of the week, at the start of the day. And even it sounds like a bit obsessive, but planning the day before the night before, like if you're waking up and be like, okay, I'm going to write my plan now. I'm, this is, I'm going to do this again. It's just kind of, you're on the back burner already. You're already starting off on the wrong foot. So a couple of days before I would say plan it out, plan out the week, block out your time, block out fun things as well. Be like, okay, I'm working here. I've got fun things happening here, social stuff, but this is going to be my me time. And it could just be a 30 minute walk in the morning. It could be a 10 minute walk in the morning. It could be a morning meditation, but commit to your lowest, like your minimum. And then anything on top of that is a bonus. I love that. That's so good. Non-negotiables. That's honestly, that's, it's amazing. You know, Joe, you bought me that book, yes. Secret Santa, wasn't it? And Atomic, Atomic Habits. Habits. And um, I thought, do you know what? You know, I'm going to read it because I don't normally go for those kind of books. And yeah. Oh God, uh, it was amazing. And it was funny because, so this book's Atomic Habits and I can't remember who the author is, but we'll tag James Clear. Okay, James Clear. And yeah. the amount of people, so I'd be reading it at, like by the pool. And this guy came over to me once and was like, oh my God, this is my American accent. <laughs> this book is amazing. Have you read it? Have you, has it changed your life? And reading it, it was, it's all things that Joe, you always, you're really good at motivating. You're really good about habits. And it's all things like that we do without realizing. And that book yeah. is so interesting, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's really, really good. And the, the thing, the good thing about that book is, and I think some personal development books can be very like theory based, um, where some can be quite practical. That, that book's really, really practical and it's got things that you can like implement straight away. It's literally my favorite book. Like I love buying it for people because as much as they look at me and they're like, okay, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Joe trying to inflict some behavior change on me. Thanks. Um, when they actually read it like you did, it's actually, people really, really enjoy it. It's a great book. And it talks like one of my favorite um, things from it is about habit stacking. Mm. So say for instance, everyone's like, okay, someone's not working out or not training at all. How do I introduce exercise into my life? Um, habit stacking is basically where you take a new habit. So you take that new habit, say it could be a 30 minute walk in the morning and you stack it onto something that you already do. So say for instance, you get out of bed. The first thing that you do is, well, go for a pee, clean your teeth, hopefully. And then say for instance, someone makes a coffee telling yourself okay as soon as I finish my morning coffee or whilst I'm having my morning coffee I'm going to put my trainers on and go for a walk and physically writing that down and it sounds a bit like okay Joy, I'm going to like write that down like what's that going to do but in getting that into your mind and ingraining that every time you then make that coffee you're going to have that in your mind where you're like okay my new habits now stacked onto this yeah and again starting small like don't think you're going to be go from like zero workouts to seven workouts a week one that's not necessary and two like that's never going to happen you're setting yourself up for failure like okay i'm going to go three times a week to start off with twice a week like make it as easy as possible and then build on from there and i have to say joe like you've actually trained me before and i have indeed I, i'm not just saying this but together. i it's yeah it sounds it sounds quite vain but i've never felt so good but the weirdest thing is exactly what you were saying is I've done a lot of weight training with you and literally yeah. every time now I pick up shopping or weights I think of you because you're like think about it Holly do you want to be able to pick up shopping bags when you when you're older like and and yeah. you know the way you pick things and, and incorporate that into your everyday life and now like yeah. I think about these like little habits that I connect them but it's it's, it's all your mindset mind state yeah. sorry yeah 100% like that's the thing with like exercise fitness and like quite like functional based training so if you're doing like resistance training weight training strength training that all falls into like everyday life like if I have a new client like like when you guys started and 
I'll say to them, like, when you're deadlifting, that's picking up your shopping. I'm like, <laughs> squatting. Do you want to squat to the toilet when you're 80 or do you want someone to have to wipe your bum for you? <laughs> no. So, like, all these things can be related to real life. Like, my... <laughs> Bless her, my 84-year-old nana at Christmas. Does she squat? She came up to me. She, she has been. So no like joke, honestly. She was like, Joe, I'm getting old. I was like, no joke, nana. You're, you're, like, you're 84. Um, she's like, I'm struggling to get in and out of the bath. And I'm struggling to like sit down without assistance. Like, you know, when you like you go to sit down, she's holding on. So I gave her these like exercises to do. And I said, okay, start with the cushion and just squat to the cushion. Like sit down to the cushion and then eventually take the cushion away and remove your hands and all these kind of things. Literally a month later, she was like, I've been doing your exercises. I can now squat to the chair without holding on. And I'm like, that's what it's about. Like, that's Go Nana. Like, that made me so happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nana Joan. You're changing people's lives, not just like us lot, but 80 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And things like, like push press, like, you know, like pushing things above your head. Your body doesn't know whether it's a weight or a suitcase. Like you're going on holiday, you're putting your luggage up on the overhead thing. That's basically a push press or your... Picking your shopping bag up, like everything can be related to real life. And Joe, uh, this is not a lie. When I go on holiday now, when we used to do the overhead carries or the push press, yeah, yeah. you said exactly the same thing. Like you're doing these, these are going to help you with everyday tasks. And now when I put my really heavy suitcase over, the, you know, in the <laughs> in the little um, cabin thing at the top. Full of all those shoes yeah, that you yeah, need exactly. <laughs> I put it in there and I think you're in my head going, this is why we do these kind of yeah. exercises. And now, and yeah. I think when I see people struggle, I'm like, you need to do overhead carries, babe. <laughs> yeah. Um, mums, like I train a lot of mums and as their baby gets heavier, they need to get stronger because one, carrying a baby mm. around is difficult posture core and everything but also like playing games like wanting to you know no one can see what i'm doing right now but basically like you know chucking your baby up in the air all that kind of stuff that's going to help you like interact and play with your baby more by getting stronger it's not just about aesthetics and how we look it's about how we move and function now i have to ask so obviously we've touched upon the fact that me and annie have both trained with you before we've been your client you're also a friend of ours but for our listeners, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. So why did you yep. get into training? Yep. You know, and was it, were you doing it in the UK, et cetera? I actually don't know this story myself, actually. Oh. Annie, I don't know if you <laughs> do, but I've never... Uh, such an awful friend. I'll concise my life story into like one minute. Yeah, so basically I moved to Dubai six, nearly six and a half years ago now. Crazy. And... I'd worked in events before I moved here. So corporate events, like food festival events and stuff. Moved here without a job and spent like two months getting a job like a lot of people do. Got into a really good company, a media company and worked in events there because that's what I did and what I, and that's what I was passionate about. Like I moved to Dubai and I wanted to do events and it was a great place to do events here. So I did that for first three years, loved it. Like worked on so many great events and it was very much like a people-based industry. Got to do loads of cool stuff, really, really fun. And then I kind of got to the point where I was not really enjoying it as much anymore. I wasn't really like fulfilled and I'd got really into training when I moved here, probably like a year and a half after I moved here. So say like five, four and a half, five years ago, got really into training. I'd always been sporty growing up, but I'd never really been a gym goer or like a gym based person. I was more sport driven. So like netball, um, hockey, football, dabbled in, um, show jump and horse riding, that kind of thing. I'd been very active, but not like gym based. And then I joined a gym here, it's called The Den, well, it's, it was called Beyond Human. And I had these two trainers, these the two owners of it, James and Michael. And I like after the first couple of months, it was again, it was weight training. I got, it was like a hybrid between CrossFit and strength training, basically. And just loved it, like became really, got really into it. They would teach me so much stuff. And then I would come back home and start like researching and learning more. I got really into personal development. So I started reading a lot. And then I'd read up more on like nutrition, on training and all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, do you know what? The impact they had on my life was massive. And I was at the point where I wasn't fulfilled in work. I was kind of like late twenties wanting to do something else, but just didn't really know what that was. And I was like, I want to have this impact on other people's lives. Like what they've done for me, they don't even realize it. I want to have that impact on other people. And I was just a bit bored. So um, my one of my housemates at the time, I used to like go out and we would like do a little bit of training. And she literally said an off the cuff comment to me one day. And she was like, Oh, do you know what, Joe? You sh- you should be a personal trainer. And this is like back in like 2017. And I was like, do you know what? I should. I should. Um. So then it took me like another year and a bit to do my 
and then I kind of like forgot about it and didn't really do just like you know life gets in the way work life all that kind of stuff and then a year and a half after that I did my PT qualification in 2019 um, and that was really good and I like I knew in my head then I didn't really tell many people but I was like I'm gonna quit my job next year I'm gonna resign I want to go self-employed I want to have an impact on people I want to work with women and I want to help them feel amazing about themselves because I often think someone gets into fitness into health and starts looking after themselves and actually the rest of their life gets so much better because they become more confident they build kind of mental and physical strength and they can take on more things so then the pandemic hit which I was working from home for a couple of months not really doing much work to be honest um there was no events <laughs> going on so I finished my course and I was like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna do this like my goal was to resign in June I had a three-month notice period I did that resigned on June the 9th I had three months I didn't have a single client um I was doing my notice period in the office on my own because everyone was still work from home but they made me work in the office fun times <laughs> um and I just started to build up clients I trained friends to start off with and then I started to build up clients and those three months just built it up and then left the corporate world and went full-time JF Fitness was born and we're what a year and three months in now so yeah that was my story and you're never looking back. And I have to ask, whilst we're on the, this topic, because obviously we, we went to see Stephen Barnett last night and it was very much about motivation and, and focusing. We went to the Dubai Opera House and it was it was incredible. It was like anyone who's looking to start their own business and, and also be an entrepreneur. And, and it's not a case of just being an entrepreneur, starting your own business. You can be an entrepreneur actually in a company and, you know, grow within a company, which, which is, um, you know, another aspect of looking at it. But you know what advice because you've actually kind of left the corporate life and you've you've left the corporate industry the hustle and bustle of Dubai and how was that transition and what advice would you give to anyone who is looking to do the same I think find something that you really care about to start off with I think as well so many people and I totally understand it are scared to change their lifestyle especially living here you know it's, it's an expensive place to live it's kind of there's not like this keeping up with the Joneses type of thing, but it's quite a flashy place. It's quite a place where it's not like living in Thailand where you can literally live on like what a couple of quid a day. And I think a lot of people, what they're, they're not prepared to give up their current lifestyle for a short period of time. They're not prepared to sacrifice that kind of like, okay, do you know what? I'm not going to go to brunches. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to go on holidays. I'm going to focus on, on what I want to do. So I would say like, take a real, a really big look at your current lifestyle and actually like work out what your values are, work out what's important to you. Like for me right now, like my values and where I want to spend my time are building my business, building myself, like investing in myself and like growing my education so then I can help more people, grow my business and growing my relationships. But I don't need to spend loads of money to do that. So I'd say find something that you care about. There's two people who are like, should I quit my job or should I build up my side hustle first and this kind of thing. And like, I was kind of thrown into it a little bit because of what was going on with my company. Like we were about to get put on unpaid leave and I had June in my head anyways. So I was like, okay, I can either stay in this company and not get paid for the next three months, four months, or I can resign right now and do the thing that I've been talking about for the last 12 months. And I was like, just do it. Like start before you're ready. You'll learn afterwards. Like I didn't have a single client but you'll learn afterwards. So start before you're ready. Don't procrastinate. And I know that's really difficult. I still procrastinate so much right now. And have like, have understand your why, like understand what it is that you want and, and why you want to do that. Like my biggest thing was, okay, I want to have an impact on people's lives. I want to help them become a better version of themselves. And for me to do that, I wanted to be out of the corporate world and I needed to be out of the corporate world. So start before you're, you're never going to be ready. There's never going to be a perfect time. You're never going to like wake up one morning with this big bang moment and be like today's the day I quit my job like it's that's shit you hear that on like podcasts and whatever it's never going to happen it's going to be like okay do you know what I'm going to put the work in now to do what I need to do to get out of my current situation and like don't be scared to like build up something while you're working like if I didn't have the situation that I had I really regret well I don't, I don't really like the word regret I don't regret it but it must have happened for a reason but in hindsight, I would have started what I was doing six to nine months before I actually left because I could have done them both at the same time for the first six months. Like I train people now from six till nine in the morning. I could have done that before I was going to work. But again, people aren't often prepared to put in those kind of hours and that kind of time because they want the instant reward. They want the instant gratification. They're not prepared to put in the time to get that delayed gratification. 
So yeah, start before you're ready. And Joe, you are absolutely smashing it. Like you look amazing. You're smashing it. You're completely. And I do think everything happens for a reason. I think COVID for some people, obviously it was awful times. People lost their job, but for Mm -hmm. some people it pushed them into this direction and kind of, yeah. It did happen and it happened for a reason. I stayed with you, Joe, for a long weekend when my house was taken over oh, by yeah, a stag yeah. <laughs> and Dan brought all his mates over from England. And I was doing like, I was saying I should do life in a day in the life of Joe Farah. <laughs> and it's so interesting, like, aside from our podcast, me and Holly both have other jobs and my job's an office based job. And it's so interesting seeing you kind of, you're like, do you want to go for a walk? And I'm like, oh, well, I'm just, I'm currently working at the moment. <laughs> and you can just get up and go and do whatever you want. And your day's just, and I think you're, you're very good at personal and self-development. And we're on camera at the moment, but obviously people listening can't see this. And you've got all these motivational quotes above your wall and things. And I think you are quite yeah. a self-motivated individual. Like you invest so much time into yourself, don't you? And I think yeah. having your own business and starting what you've done, you know, when I was with you, you're like on seminars, you're learning all the time as well as like on the phone to clients and stuff. So in that free time, you're also always working on yourself, aren't you? Yeah. And I think like with being self-employed and like being your own boss, it's it's not for everybody and I totally get that and like it's definitely taken me a long time to to build up kind of like the you've got no one to like no one's there to tell you what to do and that's like a good and a bad thing in the sense of like you do create your own hours but also at the end of the day if you don't put the work in you're not going to get paid like if I don't get clients or help clients and I'm like I've got no like guaranteed well I do have guaranteed but in the sense of like I I can't just like show up and do a half-assed job or show up and do and and get paid like that's not going to happen for me like you create your own income you create your own revenue and that's liberating because you have no cap in the sense of you know the more people I help the better I do and that's an amazing thing but also on the other end of the spectrum is you know you have to plan like not every month is going to be the same like I'm not going to make exactly the same amount of money every single month so I have to think about that and plan for that and also kind of plan ahead like plan ahead with my life, plan ahead with my clients, plan ahead with what's like where new clients are coming from, how my business is going to look. And I think it's it's very easy to kind of look at someone who who that who now works themselves and be like, okay, yeah, they can do they can do whatever they want and I can. But I think at the start, I try to live the life in the sense of what I probably shouldn't have been living yet. Like not from like a lavish point of view, but more just from like, okay, it's two o'clock, I might go and like read my book by the pool for an hour and yeah that's cool and I can do that but I think at the start I was like I needed to treat it a little bit more like a business rather than like a hobby and again that's something that I've learned like 12 months in like if I want to build a business that you know I've got that I want to then I'm gonna have to put put in the work and that doesn't stop that doesn't go from nine till five that's my alarm goes off at 5am every day and now especially this last like month I've you know I I won't stop working until like probably what eight o'clock um some nights maybe a little bit later but I go to bed at like 9 p.m because I get up at five so it's like there's always something to do like you the thing and what like I've got this business mentor and she said something the other day and it really hit me and it was like don't be low level on all the time so like it's very easy just to have this like you know you've got this constant to-do list of of things to do whereas actually you need to have those off times and even if it's like 40 minutes an hour half an hour where you don't have your phone you're not replying to messages you're like completely off to just to let yourself like breathe a little bit and then come back to a task and like be refreshed. So yeah, managing time is definitely probably one of the hardest things about being your own boss and being self-employed and kind of not having anyone to rely on really. And I have to ask, because obviously with any business and, and you've kind of gone through, you know, starting it up in a pandemic and stuff, and I'm sure there's been so many peaks and chops. How do you remain, like advice, like how would you remain positive in such kind of like challenging times? <laughs> and that's quite a cheesy and cliche question but no it's 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 completely true and it's like it's hard to I love that question Holly <laughs> yeah. it's such a good question it is it is and I kind of always have this weird thing where I'm like everything's gonna be okay like everything's gonna be okay everything's and and that's like a naivety probably and a little bit of like seeing the world through rose-tinted glasses which I don't mind sometimes especially with what's going on right now in the sense of like you have to protect your energy you have to protect what you allow into your life because we all can't save the world. Like we can do our bit, but you need to focus on, for me, I focus on what I can control. Like if I can't control something, I'm not going to worry about it because 
And that doesn't mean that I don't care and that I don't support things, but it's like, I'm not gonna, like, I don't really watch the news. I don't really let anything into my, into my head that is going to affect me like that. So I think staying positive is, it's not always going to be the case. Like celebrate small wins. So like celebrate, this is what I do with clients as well. But in my, in my business, I'll, at the end of each month, like I did this yesterday, I went through the month and I went through, through everything, like went through what went well, what worked well, where I maybe could have learned more stuff or where I could have done something different and then set myself like targets and things for March. And I think like, that's really, really important because you can sometimes get lost in like, I'm not doing anything great. And it's like, okay, well actually, if I look back, I'm like, okay, that happened, that happened, that's great, that's great. Okay, cool. I could have done this a little bit better and that's and that's fine. Like, that's the same with clients. Like if, if, you've, if I've got a client that's working towards a fat loss goal, for instance, we celebrate wins every single week and I make them tell me three wins that are nothing to do with the scales. And even on the hardest week, like they can find something and they will find something. But if they were left to their own accord, they wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. Like one of my clients said to me the other day, she was like, this celebrate wins thing. She was like on week three, she was like, I'm not going to lie, Joe. Week one, I was like, who is, what is she talking about? There's no wins. I've had a shit week. And then she was like, the more that I look at it, the more that I'm like, do you know what? I can find wins. Like it could be something small. It could be nothing related to actually like quote unquote health fitness, but it still had an impact on your life. Um, so yeah, celebrating small wins. Um, understanding why you're doing something as well like I think that's important for staying positive because you're not always going to feel good but you still just get up and you do what you need to do um owning your actions so being like something might happen that might not be your fault but it's now your responsibility there's a really like who's who said this now actually but say for maybe it's Mark Manson actually um say a baby gets dropped off at your door that wasn't your fault that that baby got dropped off there say like God, let's hope that doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> stay away I've moved I've moved <laughs> shut. sorry Joe. it's all right it's all right so that baby that that baby turning up was not your fault but it's now your responsibility in this to, to, to find it a safe place um so owning your actions and like not looking for excuses just learning from every little small mistake and I think that's kind of like where a lot of like my positivity comes from is that not everything is going to go well. And like, if you show up and you do your best, that's all you could have done in that time. You can learn from it and like, you know, not repeat the same mistakes, but yeah, show up, do your best. I love that. And I think it may have been even you, Joe. that's like, don't stress about something like you just said that you can't control because you end up or something that's in the future that might not even happen. And I think with the news and like you just touched on all the horrible things that's going on in the world and, and I'm very much like you, I kind of sometimes turn a bit, not a blind eye, but I kind of think I want to know kind of what's going on. But if I spend all my life thinking about it and reading about it, then I am going to, it is going to impact me. And living yeah. in your own bubble is quite nice as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think just like protecting your energy yeah. and that can be from like, from the news and or it can be from negative people it can be from um drama like I try and live a drama free life I like I don't like drama I don't I don't need it and like even with like friends and stuff like that if if they're talking about something I'll often just be like I'm not gonna pass comment because I don't I don't have anything to say about it I don't want to talk about people or I don't want to gossip mm. and anything like that so just focusing on what life's you can too short and what ma- yeah and what it matters is. to you um, the only negativity <laughs> you want is a COVID test <laughs> <laughs> please send it my way my dad actually, my dad made that joke to me the other day he was like Annie this is the only time when you don't want to be positive <laughs> Yeah. A positive person but now you want to be negative <laughs> and because with your services joe you obviously train people and we've all worked out with you and i love your workouts you are incredible and i I'm, I'm not just promoting you because you're my friend but you are honestly one of the best trainers i've ever worked out with and what can you give tips on our list like for our listeners about i think going to the gym is quite daunting and you know yeah. confidence in the gym and can you just give some advice yeah massively like the gym can be a massively scary place like for a lot of people and I think not to like categorize but especially I mean for men as well but especially for women like I've worked with a lot of people who a lot of women who have maybe never stepped foot in a gym or stepped foot in a gym and they kind of like it hasn't really gone anywhere so confidence isn't going to come overnight like confidence is going to come from repetition and doing the hard things and as much as like yeah but Joe how do I have confidence to go well to build confidence I need to go but I don't have confidence to go and it's like what came first the chicken or the egg but um like it is going to be a little bit scary to start off with but I think having if you can 
like getting a personal trainer to start off with or even following some sort of program so you that you're going into the gym there's loads of like even if it's not me there's loads of apps out there that you can just like literally download look at videos and follow something so that you're walking into that gym and you've got a little bit of a purpose and you know you've got something to follow um i think that's massively important whereas if you're just walking in and be like okay no plan where should i start it's like jesus there's like 150 machines in here or weights like i don't know what to do um, so either starting off with somebody, even if it's a friend doing it together, that's great. Like, cause you've got, you can, you don't, you're not on your own. And it motivates um, you going with like, a friend, doesn't it? Yeah. It's just extra accountability as well. So getting the reps in, like not just the actual reps, but get, just go as many times as you can. Um, every time you go, it's going to be a little bit easier and kind of focus on why you're doing it. Like what's the, what's the reason? What is your why? Like every client that starts, the biggest thing I'll always start with is like, okay, why, why do you want this goal? Like say someone just picks a goal why do you want this goal and really understanding what their why is because if it if it if you get deep enough with your why then the doing becomes a lot easier um yeah get the reps in support is really useful so having like even if you don't pay for a personal trainer there are people working in the gym and they're probably really friendly ask them how to use machines like okay how do i use this machine and just be like polite and friendly they will help you um there's always people walking around leave the ego at the door so like don't think you're going to go in there and be amazing like be okay with not being an expert like be okay trying something new um because everyone's been there like no one in everyone thinks like oh, i'm gonna go to the gym and everyone's gonna look at me i don't know what i'm doing everyone has been that first person in the gym and most people that work out i would like to think that either work in fitness or are working out are on their own journey all they care about is probably themselves and that's okay that they're not looking at you they don't really care what you're doing but they're probably quite friendly like ask for help even if it's from somebody else um so yeah i think being okay with not being an expert is a, is a good thing you're not going to be great to start off with and that's okay embrace it i agree i think as well from working out with you and it's nice to take that away and i can take it into my own gym now and i still yeah. have your voice like engage your core <laughs> <laughs> do this <laughs> go lower <laughs> squat lower and I think yeah. it's um yeah I think it's also like learning how to also just like starting off light with weights and things like that isn't it just to yeah and you know the yeah, movement's definitely. way more important than like the load and stuff isn't it oh 100% like don't try and be a hero <laughs> <laughs> like don't don't try and you know lift a world record on day one because it's not going to happen <laughs> and you're going to end up delaying or hurting yourself massively in the world of Joe, of like, what is your everyday routine with regards to exercise? Okay, so this actually changed quite a lot recently. So like before Christmas, I'm a big CrossFit person. I love CrossFit. So I would go to CrossFit three, yeah, three, four times a week. But then just before Christmas, I started doing a few runs. And then I decided with seven weeks to go, I'd sign up to a half marathon. <laughs> and you um, smashed it. You did it. <laughs> yeah, I did it. So the last kind of like two months were very much focused around that. So I kind of dropped down my CrossFit mostly and I was doing strength training to maintain my strength because that was really important for running. Um, but I was focusing on my runs because that wasn't something that was naturally in my training. Like normally, like pre-half marathon, I would train between three to five times a week. Um, again, three was my non-negotiable. If I did three, I was happy with that. But most weeks it would sit around four to five. Um, strength training, CrossFit. So I get up in the morning, I have clients from like six till nine. Then when I, I would usually go to CrossFit about one o'clock, um, do work in the morning, go to CrossFit and then come back. I'd always do walks as well. So I'd do like, try and get in like at least two walks a day. More from like an activity point of view, but also just have a little break. Like constantly in my job, I'm constantly giving, I'm constantly talking to people, whether it's in person or on calls and stuff. So just getting out, listening to a podcast for half an hour. But now since half marathon is done and I can walk again, I'm <laughs> getting back I've set myself some strength goals. So at the start of the year, I set like a list of like six fitness goals. One of them, I'll share it on here, Ooh. is a squat to 100 kilograms before the year's out. So I just started, I wrote myself a new program last week. That's and a lot of shopping, Joe. <laughs> that is a lot of shopping. That's a Christmas shop at Sainsbury's. <laughs> She'll be able to get on and off the toilet with like one, one, yeah. like hopping. I know, I'm going to see you in Daily Mail, I know. I'm gonna, I know you're going to live to like 120 or something, still like one of these. She's still going. Climbing mountains still and God knows what else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm back on my strength training. I will keep my runs in. I think I'm going to sign up for another like 16K in, in March. So 
like my 2022 fitness goals were to, to become the fittest, the strongest and fittest version of myself, but as a 360, so like running, strength, fitness, like CrossFit, like anaerobic stuff, and yeah, and running as well. And pull-ups, my goal is 10 pull-ups. Wow, I think you've got that. You're, you're going to be at the end of it, you'll be like, so I'm now squatting 150. <laughs> Completely exceeded my goals. <laughs> so Holly, remember when I, it was episode one and I was, it was feeling 2022 and I said, oh, I yeah. have my New Year's resolutions and I do them each month. I must get this from Joe because Joe writes herself lists. <laughs> it must be because, and mine are really little goals, and I, we were joking because one of them was like take the Christmas decorations down, oh, yeah. <laughs> fill up the car with petrol. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, I know I said start small, Annie, but maybe we can a little bit higher. <laughs> aim a little bit more so all of us are kind well I'm in my late 20s like you girls are in your early 30s so one thing we kind of wanted to talk fired Annie yeah bloody hell (laughs) (laughs) didn't have to say that that's completely irrelevant information there (laughs) we're all in our early 30s you're in your age is a privilege ladies age is a privilege 31 in two weeks time well three weeks we wanted to talk about like having babies and just like the like is it the persona is that the word this is like something I actually uh, yeah we I mean I know we've spoke about it a lot before and I think at the moment every time I'm out with people I feel like this topic comes up one because a lot of our friends have now got babies yeah. or pregnant and whatnot um, that's why we have a podcast like, <laughs> we have nothing else to do literally I don't have a baby but when I go out for dinner I feel like I have I'm like oh god where's the baby monitor I come back and I'm yeah. like bloody hell should I be breastfeeding I don't know <laughs> that'd be weird <laughs> it, do you know, I feel like and I get quite passionate about this because it does kind of right let's get into this so I feel like you get to late 20s whether you're single in a relationship married whatever it's like oh when's this happening when's that happening and I do get on my high horse a little bit because I feel like one it's no one's business and two you never know what that person is going through so I think we like as adults we should never ask like especially say for instance someone gets married a couple gets married, literally within the first couple of weeks, everyone's going to be at them. Oh, when's the baby coming? When's the baby? You do not know what that person is going through. You don't know whether they can have a baby. You don't know whether they can afford to have a baby. You don't know whether they even want a baby. So I think it's something that, I think society is learning a little bit not to ask so many like questions at people because you never know what's going on. You don't know if that person's trying and trying and has been trying for a couple of years and is really struggling. And that's an awful thing, an awful place to be in as well. My view on this is that I feel like, and this isn't a dig, but I feel like a lot of people who are in a relationship, they've been with them for a couple of years, they're good, they're happy, it's kind of like, what's next? And for a lot of people, it's like, oh, let's just have a baby because that's what we do and that's what you do. And it's like what society says we should do. Okay, you're about that age now, your clock's ticking, all that kind of stuff. Um the lights coming in here um and I feel like I never want to be in that position where it's like it's just the next thing that I do because I feel like I have to I want it to be like a really if I do and I don't know if I do I want it to be a really conscious well thought out thing that I really want to to do and that you know as a couple we want to do not just something that I'm like cool I'll um I'll have a baby now let's let's Um, do this (laughs) yeah none of us want to but let's do it anyway (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah and to like, so I've actually bought, there's quite a few books. I haven't actually read them yet, but there's one called, it's called The Parent Lead. And I've read quite a lot of like blog articles on it as well. Just like the things that you should think of before you decide to have a baby. And like, I've got a lot of clients now that, you know, have babies and it's the sleep guys. It's the sleep. I don't know how I am like do a sleep it. ninja. And it's just, yeah, I, that's what, what scares me. But also as well, like I'm self-employed now. So if I have a baby, you know, maternity leave is not a thing for me. So there's, that's an element that like I want to think about as well. And I'm like, I'm not against having a baby. I'm very open to it. And there is a huge part of me that would, that wants a family. But I think that's the difference as well. Like what I would want is it's not about having a baby. It's about creating a family. And I think there's a massive difference in that. Like some, some people just be like, I want a baby. I want a baby. I want a baby. And it's like, it's not for me it's not about the baby it's about creating a family yeah I couldn't agree more Joe. and you know there was one thing my my mum always told me and it was something she got told uh, from another family relative and she was just like I wish that she married basically my cousin married 
um, her partner and sadly they, they separated but her advice was pretty much to herself and anyone she was like stay married for about four years she was like you know you some people have a child straight away after they're married etc and, and she was like and you really when that child comes along your relationship is completely changed and yeah. it's like this whole kind of dynamic which you need to take on and she was just like I wish I enjoyed just our our married life for a little bit longer yeah. instead of yeah. rushing in having a child and you know I, for, as well it's like being a realist and also like as women we're, we're working we have careers now you know yeah. that's not like a, a an unspoken thing and and you know we I know women who have, you know, planning to have babies when they're like 37, etc. when they've kind of achieved what they want to achieve. Yeah. I think the the hard thing is as well, like there's no, like no one knows what, what problems they might and challenges they might come across as well. And I think that for a lot of women, that's the kind of the ticking, the ticking time clock as well, because yes, you know, evolution is a wonderful thing and women are having, safely having children a lot older than they were when you know our parents and grandmothers were were younger and that's awesome and that's amazing but also as well you like no one knows what unless you've had every single check done in the sun when you're like early 20s no one knows what what's gonna like what might arise on on both parts on the female and you know male part so that's kind of a hard thing as well and I feel for I feel for women who who are in a position where they're like they feel like their purpose and their destiny is to be a mom but they might be you know, not have met the right person yet. And that must be really hard because I can't, I don't know what it's like to be in that position of wanting something so desperately, but yet you don't have the other person to bring it together. And I don't know whether sometimes people that can't have something want it more. So if you're not with someone, do you want a baby more because you you know you can't have it or do you want it because you do want that baby? It's really difficult. And we also have that ticking, like we have that clock, don't we, where as a woman, you can't, you know, if we could have kids at the age of like 50, 60, I mean, probably it's a good, good thing yeah. we can't, but um, we probably wouldn't have the energy. <laughs> I think <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it would just, I don't know, it then puts that extra pressure on you as well. And I think by the time you're in your kind of like maybe like late 30s and you think actually now is the time. Well, the doctors might say, well, you should have frozen your eggs in your 20s. And we don't learn about any the options and it's expensive yeah. and it's it's all these things to kind of consider. And I think that also puts the extra pressure on women wanting to have kids. And I think, like you touched on, Joe, it's whether do people have them because it is the next thing. And I I'm really bad. I always kind of look at my life and think, oh, what is the next thing I'm looking forward to? Like, what's the next holiday? What's the next thing that's going on in my life? And I think you've got to sometimes just take a step back and realise what you've got is amazing and not to always be looking forward. Yeah, there's a fine balance between like working towards goals and all that kind of stuff, but actually enjoying the present moment as Mm. well. Like time is the most valuable thing that we have, in my opinion, anyways. And like, you never know when your time is up and that might be sound a bit depressing, but it's also like real. And it's like, there's been loads of studies done of like people like, you know, on their deathbed and saying stuff. And it's like, you don't want to regret not doing stuff. Like it's better to regret something that you have done than you haven't done. Like, but then it's that fine balance between like living a full YOLO lifestyle, but then, you know, working towards things which might, you might need to rein other stuff in as well. So it's kind of like enjoying the everyday and enjoying the moments but also having that kind of, yeah, working towards goals and stuff. It's a fine balance. Watch our next podcast in like eight months time. Like we're all having a baby. Because <laughs> you never know, like our, our views might all of a sudden change. And it's funny, isn't oh, yeah. it? Like you could wake up one yeah. day. I always, when I hold a newborn baby <laughs> and you think, oh, I'm really broody. I want the baby. I don't want the five-year-old that comes with it. <laughs> yeah. I listened to a podcast the other day and something this guy said like really struck a chord with me. And because I do often like question like the whole baby thing, one of his friends had had COVID quite badly. And this, so this guy had COVID really badly and was like, he was super fit, super healthy. And he was in hospital and he had, um, he's got a daughter. And this other friend had said to him like, what, when you were like in that hospital and like things were not looking good for him at all. He was like, what were your thoughts? Cause he was just like really intrigued about like how he was fit, healthy and everything. And the guy turned around to him and said, he was like, I was just so happy I had my daughter. He's like, wow. I just was just so happy that I'd create her. And I was like, do you know what? If this is it right now, if this is what takes me, I've made her and I've loved every minute of being a dad to her. And she is amazing. And I got a bit of goosebumps. Oh, I, and I was well. like, 
oh that's that's fairly deep and I was like oh well if I died tomorrow would I regret not having not of have I, I don't know and that's what like I'm open it's to change I'm isn't op- it yeah yeah I'm open to like change my view and, and I'm not saying I'm, I don't want kids I think I think if I if someone said to me right now like percentage wise I would say I was probably 60% yes I do want a family and 40% I don't know when you talk to new parents and you say oh how is it and they're literally like it is so hard work but it's so worth it you never yeah. hear people say I really wish I didn't do it do you like and they yeah, mu- it no. must be like you're you're looking at something you've created and it must just like the love and whatever but I can't remember Holly whether it was you or I can't remember who said it that like when you're a newborn mum and you wake up and you think I'm always going to have the fear now because I've always got this child that I'm going to have to look after and worry about yeah <laughs> I remember responsibility my that's true responsibility yeah. that is <laughs> Mom said something to me once and it's like, you're only ever as happy as your saddest <gasps> child. And I was like, Whoa. wow, that's very deep. <laughs> she was like, like, she was like, my happiness, it, I can only ever be as happy as like the saddest child that I have. <gasps> like if one of your children is not happy, you can't, you can't be happy well, beyond that. That puts me off having kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they're not very emotional. Bloody hell. Especially through the hormone stage, you're doomed. You'd be like, here we go. Where's the oh, bottle no, of I was, I was a nightmare. <laughs> oh, but you've turned out so well now. Like, you are smashing it, Joe. And for our listeners, like, what kind of services do you provide? And what is the yep. best way to get hold of you? Okay, so... I work with people who basically want to become the best versions of themselves. And that could be somebody who wants to go on a health journey, a fitness journey, a journey to gain more confidence, a journey to get fitter, to get stronger. I work mainly, I work, I would say 60% online and 40% in person. Um, I have a cap of clients in person because obviously there's only so many hours in the day. So I work in Dubai with quite a few clients who have mainly been with me for quite a long time. And I work online a lot as well. And the reason why I kind of have those two things is even my in-person clients have a big aspect of their program that's delivered online. Because when you're training somebody, the difference between personal training and coaching is the fact that like personal trainer is going to tell you how to do exercises. They're going to write you a program. They're going to make sure that you're performing that well. But for a lot of my clients who might have, say, fat loss goal, for instance, they want to feel great. They want to lose weight. They want to become fitter, become stronger, become leaner, become more toned, all of that. Only like... 5% of that is going to come from the gym. The other 95% is going to come from everything they do in the other, in the rest of their life. Like if you're in the gym for one hour a day, that's, yeah, that's like 4% of the day. So what I do is I work with people to work on their nutrition, work on their lifestyle, work on their mindset and kind of, it's a journey. It's a full blown journey. We've been on it. We know. (laughs) And you take, but I actually, sorry, I actually feel like since I've worked with you two, like everything has changed quite a lot. Cause I think you guys, like, I was like, two months into it then so I feel like yeah a lot has changed yeah a lot has changed since then so to work with me you can find me on Instagram at Joe Farrah Fitness I've got a link in my bio which is an inquiry form so everyone that gets in touch fills out that form and that's basically like a goal setting form I want to understand what it is that you want what your challenges are and what your barriers are and then we will jump on a call to get to know each other basically and to make sure that I'm the right person for them like I have turned people away and said look your goals are awesome, but I don't think I'm the right person for you. And I'll refer them to somebody who is. And that could be because it's out of my scope of practice, which I think a lot of fitness people operate out of. But I think it's important to know that what is in my realm? Like I am not a doctor. I am not a medical professional. There are things that I can and things that I can't do. There's things that I might have an opinion on and can help with. But like, for instance, one of my clients has gone through um, quite serious depression. Um, she And before I took her on, she was already working with a psychiatrist and that was important. And I wouldn't have taken her on if she wasn't because I can't support her through that. I'm not a mental health expert. Yes, what I do will support mindset work, but I'm not a mental health expert. So she works with a team of people and I'm one of them. And that's amazing. Like that's that's awesome that I can still help her. But if she hadn't have had that additional support, I would have referred her on to somebody else. Amazing. And I think we've learned so much from you, Joe. even just listening to you for 40, 40 minutes or whatever, but even just working with you and being your friend and, you know, learning all these habits and things that we can take away. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. And our last question then to you, which we ask all of our guests is, 
if you were to give your younger self advice, what would it be and why? Very good question. I would say don't follow kind of what society and what you think you should do. Like I think we grow we grow up in a place now where you go to school, do your A-levels, you go to university and then you get a job. And I would say like do your own education as you're growing up, read books, watch like we've got access to so much content now like we which we didn't have when we were at school so i would say find things that you care about find things that you're inquisitive about do your own education personal development reading youtube podcasts whatever that is but learn and absorb from people who you really like admire and really inspire you and know that you don't have to just follow the route of what the schooling and the education system sets out like one of my biggest things that I and I said this even actually I think when I moved to Dubai because I, I didn't regret going to university but I never needed to go to university and I was always wanting to get into work and my big thing is like I would love to go into schools in a couple of years time and do talks on like other forms of education like going to university is not the be all and end all but it's kind of has this thing you know it's like oh you went to uni it's like that's just what you do and I think especially as like when I was growing up that was just what I was you know in line to do um so I would say learn read travel and explore yourself become self-aware like learn about yourself such great advice and thank you I think Dubai is the best place to do that in like yeah, it no, educates it, you so much you get people skills each, in each episode we get a different answer and I love each and every one of them yeah I think to, and be around people who have different views to you like something like someone told me once and I haven't actually done it yet but I I keep meaning to is like read books and listen to podcasts on views that you don't agree with because then you get to hear both sides oh that's a challenge it's, yeah. I understand why why yeah. you want to do that but I don't know it's like it sounds awful but you know there is a there is an unspoken rule and it was kind of taught to me at a young age don't bring up politics <laughs> religion yeah. or money at the dinner yeah. table yeah, and yeah, they are the things which just send yeah. people's views. But you don't suppose, you don't have to go that deep, you know, but yeah. that's, that's a good challenge, actually. I might set that for myself. I'm going to have a little think yeah. about that one. I love it. Yeah, even just like reading books and podcasts that maybe challenge like your way of thinking. Let's do it. Let's do it and report And that. I love challenging people's way of thinking sometimes. You know, think, well, why are you yeah. thinking like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Joe. It's been such a lovely pleasure having you on. It's been fantastic. And well done, girls. Well done for doing something that, you know, you're both passionate about and creating something. Like, creating things is a wonderful thing to do. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. We love life and laughter at DXB. <laughs> but after this podcast, it's going to be diapers and maternity leave at DXB with all this baby talk. Or motivation. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies, have a fab week and enjoy. Thank you. See you Bye. later. Thank you. Bye.